Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be recapping the 2021 Netflix original movie, Love Hard, starring Nina Dobrev and Jimmy O. Yang. This movie was so cute, dude. We tried to we tried to do this movie last year when it first came out, and I pulled the plug like 30 minutes into the movie. I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I am surprised because I like really enjoyed it. It's probably, I don't, I don't want to say it's like my favorite little Netflix original, but it's pretty good for like one of those Netflix original movies. You know, I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. Highest compliment, highest form of compliment coming from Courtney. <laughs> I ain't mad. You know, I don't like Christmas or Christmas movies in general. I forgot. Oh my God. Yeah. So I don't like them in general, but like, I'm not mad that I watched this one. Is your issue with Christmas, does it have anything to do with Jesus? No, it's not that it has anything to do with Jesus. I just feel like Christmas people are like so like in your face about it. Oh, is it? Are they kind of similar to like Hamilton people, like people who love Hamilton? Is it kind of similar to that? No, completely different. No. Okay. Are you sure? I am sure. (laughs) Also, I don't know. And Christmas just comes when it's cold and I hate the cold. Yeah. And so it just feels like, you know, you just have like all this Christmas stuff. Then like I have to spend all this money and I'm just like, oh, it's literally like Christmas is the last flickering light of hope in a vast dark ocean of winter. What like how could you hate the fact that people are clinging to like joy in the middle of winter? I don't hate the fact that other people are doing it. I just hate it for me. You know, I love it for you. Mm -hmm. Hate it for me. Mm -hmm. I put my tree up, you know, and we do like our Yule celebrations here too. What's Yule celebrations? So Yule or like winter solstice, it is like the winter pagan holidays. Okay. And yeah, it's just like, it's a bonfire essentially. We, um. What do you burn? People? A tree. Okay. Okay. Just checking. What normally happens is, so like you'll notice that like grocery stores and stuff will like right before Christmas, they'll mark down all of the live trees they have mm-hmm. like left over. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you just grab a couple of trees and you just toss them in a fire pit and burn them and they burn green. What do you mean they burn green? I mean, like the fire is green. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. That's so cool. It's really neat. It sounds super witchy. You just sit outside and you just like huddle next to the fire like a... Are you wearing like a dark hood? Um. Well, yes, but that's because my coat is black. So... Witch! <laughs> if the men find out we can shapeshift, they're going to tell the church. <laughs> okay, so this is a Christmas movie. And like I said, of the kind of like Netflix Christmas movies, I really enjoyed it. So we open up to Nina Dobrev's character, whose name is Natalie Bauer. Yeah, she's a columnist at an online magazine, and her column is Dating Disasters. Yes, she is dating for content. Uh, We open up to Mm -hmm. a montage of like all her dating woes of, you know, online dating. Being catfished, being stood up. You know, this montage highlights how wild dating is right now. Yeah. Well, she's even like in one of one part of the montage, she's like on this romantic date. And then the guy's family walks in like a wife and kids. <laughs> and they're like, Daddy, who's this lady? <laughs> oh, my God. It is wild out there in the streets right now, girl. 
so Natalie, you know, she's basically a part of her is dating for content, you know, because mm-hmm. as she goes on all these horrible dates, she has really interesting mm-hmm. stories to write about for her magazine column. But she also does kind of want to like find someone. I feel like she started dating for content and then she just started getting depressed because she was only (laughs) dating for content. Like maybe the content was just like a front to where she's like, oh, no, I'm not I don't I don't have bad dating luck. I'm doing it for the column. Right. I think like one, two, three times. And then when it's like a dozen times of crazy bad dates, you're like, wait a minute. Is it me? Am I the problem? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And her friend in the office even says that to her at the beginning. She's mm-hmm. like, what's the common denominator in all these dates, Natalie? It's you. Yeah. I mean, and Natalie kind of thinks about it to herself. She's like, maybe my picker is broken. One of my best friends is currently going through a divorce and she is back into the dating world. And she's even noticed that her taste and like the way she picks men has completely changed since like the last time she was in the dating world. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine us like out in the dating world? We would we would have zero patience for a man's bullshit. Zero. No, it's just like, hey, like how many jobs have you had in the past five years? (laughs) You know what? That's valid. Like I need to see your resume. I need four recommendations. Listen, if you don't have an ex-girlfriend that can write a recommendation for you, something's wrong. You know, were you married? I would really like, um, can your ex-wife join us for our next date? <laughs> I think that would be really great. You know what? We're going to get all the awkward right out of the way in the beginning. Yeah. Um, because what I don't have time for is uh, petty baby's moms. Yeah. So, you know what? Like, if she's going to be a problem. Get it out of the way. For sure. So Natalie is uh, trying to figure out what her next column is going to be about. And she's kind of like scrolling through this dating website. And I mean, the options are horrid, as we can imagine. And then she kind of pauses because she comes across a really interesting looking guy. Like, really, it's the looks that get her. Oh, it's definitely the looks. And it is of this pretty cute guy. Mm -hmm. And his name is Josh. He's 30. He's Asian American. He speaks three languages. Like from the pictures and kind of his profile, you could tell that Mm -hmm. he's very interesting, has a sense of humor. He's well-traveled. So, you know, she's like, let's do this. So she, I don't know what the swipe direction is when you choose someone, but she does that. She chooses him and they match, which Uh means that he had also chosen her. In his bio, it says that his favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually. Mm -hmm. she immediately just goes straight for you know the throat with him and was like love actually worst movie ever he's like oh okay so um what's your favorite christmas movie and she goes um die hard which it's not a christmas movie i mean it takes place at christmas okay there's a difference there's christmas movies and then movies that take place at Christmas. Well, then you could argue that this movie is a movie that takes place at Christmas. Which is probably why I didn't hate it. <laughs> Christmas is not a central theme. It's just It just happens to be like the setting. Yeah, no, I agree. So they sort of start to banter back and forth. But it's that really cute, fast, bantering message. Mm-hmm. It's to me that's such a fun stage in a new relationship is when you're clicking with someone instantly via text. Yeah, And they like match your humor, they get your references, you're chuckling to yourself, you got those butterflies. So things are going great right away. Yeah. And, 
you know, after they've been talking for a couple of days, uh, Natalie is out with her friend from work and they're jogging and she's explaining, you know, this whole like how she, you know, matched with Josh and they've been talking constantly. And her friend's like, you're getting catfished. She's like, oh, no, he has so many pictures. We talk every day. Like I double checked. Yeah, well, the thing is that Josh lives on the East Coast. He lives like in a small town in New York, I think, in the state of New York. He lives in Lake Placid. And Natalie lives in Los Angeles. So obviously Mm -hmm. they're on opposite sides of the United States. Yeah, and Natalie's friend says the only way to be sure is to have him send you a picture with today's newspaper. Like he's a hostage. <laughs> yeah, like send me your hostage photo. Um, yeah, so I mean, her friend it, like grabs her phone and starts calling him and Natalie is trying to grab the phone away and her friend is like, no, he needs to send us proof that he's real, you know? And so he overhears it. He overhears the conversation. And then the next thing Natalie knows, he sends a picture with a sign that says, bye, Natalie. And so that's just like proof to them like, oh, he's real. He's real. He just sent us a live, you know, like a photo of him Mm -hmm. holding up a sign. And so here's the thing, though. Okay, he's real, fine. But you still should meet him in real life. I don't think you should get invested in someone over text before kind of like reading their energy. Well, I mean, you know what? Like we haven't met in real life in like 20 years, so... (gasps) Oh, my God. What if we don't vibe in person? Oh, my God. Courtney, you're right. Are you catfishing me? Yes. <laughs> As I'm staring at your uh, at mm-hmm. your live footage. It's funny because Rose literally sent a picture of 13-year-old me to me a week ago. Mm-hmm. And then had the audacity to be like, you're a ginger. There is a picture of you when you were 13 and clear as day, your hair is red. So I don't know what to tell you. You're a redhead. I don't know. I finally become comfortable with being a brunette. Well, I'm sorry. You've been living a lie. You're actually a ginger. Moving on. You do realize that I am the only one with access to our Taylor Swift tickets right now, right? Do you know what's interesting is when you you kind of paused and you said, hmm. And immediately I just knew like she's coming from my throat. Like, <laughs> like I got scared a little bit. I was like, she's coming from my throat. You know what? It's one of my old bosses had told me, never be afraid to take a minute to get your thoughts together before speaking to avoid saying, um, well, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just don't be afraid to pause and take a minute. So, um, he was, he's a sociopath, but you know what? Like it, it works. (laughs) It was good advice. (laughs) It was good advice. It's fine. Natalie and Josh, you know, they're talking like every day, all day Mm -hmm. long, really connecting, opening up about like their childhood and their fears. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they have a very strong connection. So one of the nights when they're talking on the phone, she says that her mom used to read to her every night and that's how she fell asleep. And she misses that. Her favorite book is a book of poetry called Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. Um, I have it. I love Shel Silverstein. He also wrote A Light in the Attic. Mm, I have not read any of these. He writes poetry, but they're like poetry targeted towards kids. Oh, I love And it's that. really good. But Josh does this super cute thing where he starts to read to her over the phone and she falls asleep. And he doesn't even hesitate. He just immediately like pulls up 
you know, the text and starts reading to her. And I, I mean, you could you could feel them falling in love with each other. Like their connection is legit. It's real. It's palpable. And um, yeah, so, you know, it's getting close to the holidays. And as they're mm-hmm. texting back and forth, Josh kind of makes this offhanded comment of like, I wish you were here with me for Christmas. Natalie goes to her boss and she's like, hey, listen, I know I write about dating disasters, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. What if I wrote about, you know, a dating win? Right. I would like to take some time off to go to Lake Placid to see this guy that I met for Christmas and then I'll write about it. Right. And at first her boss is like, no, you're supposed to write about disasters. And then her boss is like, wait a minute wait, you're going to surprise this guy that you've never Mm -hmm. met before that you've only been talking to on the phone? And then Mm -hmm. he he gets excited. He's like, oh, yes, that's a great idea. He's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) go. You you go. This is this is going to be amazing. This is going to be so great. Content, baby, content. (laughs) Yeah. And so she just uses up all of her points, Mm -hmm. packs a bag and she doesn't even give him a heads up. Like, hey, I'm getting on a plane to come see you. No, she because it's a surprise. Yeah, she just flies across the United States and shows up at his house. And this older woman answers the door. The woman is Josh's mom. And she is really surprised that Natalie is there to see Josh. But she immediately like ushers her in. We have to pause real quick to talk about this house and how it's all decked out for Christmas. I know you hate it, but it's I think it's amazing. It it's the house is very in the spirit. It's like the Christmas spirit vomited all over this house. Josh's mom invites Natalie in and Josh isn't home, but mm-hmm. his dad is home, his grandma's home, his mom is there and she's like, "So you're a you're a friend of Josh?" And Natalie's like, well, I think we might be a little bit more than friends. And they're like, are you his G word? Are you his girlfriend? They are so excited to hear that Josh might have anything adjacent to a girlfriend. And Mm -hmm. you kind of get the vibes like, is he a player? Is he the type of guy that never brings a girl home? Mm -hmm. Josh comes home and his mom is like, Josh, somebody's here to see you. And he goes, mom. The UPS man is not here to see me. Just sign for the package. And she's like, it's not UPS, honey. Come upstairs. So he comes upstairs. And so we get from a, you know, floor to ceiling view. All right. You know, you get these rugged work boots, these fitted jeans, jacket, a scarf. And then we get to see this man's face. And that is not Josh. That is not Josh. Well, actually, I think what we should be saying is, is that Josh is not who he said he was because that's Josh. Right, right. So the guy that comes in, his name is Josh. And pretty much everything that he told Natalie was true, except for his physical appearance, because he Mm -hmm. is not the guy in the pictures. The real Josh looks like the picture that he sent Natalie, but it looks like that dude's sort of nerdy cousin. Yeah, like you still have, he's still Asian American. Mm -hmm. Real life Josh definitely has more of a baby face than picture Josh. 
Definitely. Yeah, definitely a baby face. It's just, I think the shock of going from like this stereotypically handsome guy to like a baby face. Who barely looks old enough to drive. Right. It, it was a huge shock for Natalie. Josh is like, Natalie? What are you doing here? He's so shocked that she's there. Natalie runs out of the house. Mm-hmm. Josh chases after her and she just goes off on him. She's like, what kind of psychopath like catfishes someone with a fake picture? And he's like, what kind mm-hmm. of psychopath just shows up at someone's house? Both valid questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um. Also, her luggage got lost and she has nothing. And she just walks away and ends up at a bar. Mm-hmm. It's a very cute small town bar. And there's like a, a Christmas karaoke happening. I feel like mm-hmm. this is probably the place from your nightmares because it's very Christmas themed. Christmas music is playing. Lots of people. It, it, it is. You know, we have this place called the Christmas Tree Store that just sells Christmas stuff all year long. I'm going to go there later hmm. and take a picture of the hives <laughs> for you. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You know, she's getting drunk at the bar, as we all would. Then she sees picture Josh. Yeah. Just sort of strolled through the door with all of his chiseled jawline glory. The picture that real Josh was using to catfish Natalie is of an actual person who lives in this town. Mm-hmm. And that guy's name is Tag. Um, we later find out that him and Josh, you know, we're friends for a while and he's kind of the town golden boy. Yeah. And girl, he is handsome. Like I would say the pictures do not do him justice. Mm-hmm. Like, he is hot, hot. Listen, I would lick his face. So you really should like, listen, post COVID, you really, you really shouldn't. But you know, what? I'll just pour some vodka on it first, kill all them germs and <laughs> then lick his face. Throw a drink in his face and then lick it. I like it. So Natalie decides, you know what? I'm here. This is the guy that I fell in love with, right? Like this handsome guy. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to get him. Like I'm going to get my man. I came all the way this yeah. way. I'm going to get him. And so she goes up to the DJ and she hands him a request for karaoke. And the DJ's like, um, this is Christmas karaoke. And she's like, just play it, please. And what was the song? I'll do anything for love. But I won't do that. Natalie goes up to the bar and she steals two shots from some girls that are about to take their shots. Mm-hmm. She gulps it down and she gets up on stage. And at first, she's facing away from the audience and she looks hot up there, okay? She has a great body and she kind of does this sexy little dance and she, everyone starts looking at this new girl on the stage. Tag is even singing along. Yeah. And then Natalie turns around. Dude, I was so confused at first. I was like, wait, is this a nightmare? Like, what happened? Her face is swollen beyond recognition. Um, It's because Natalie is allergic to kiwi. And there is kiwi in the shots that she took. There must have been kiwi in the shot. So Natalie thinks she's killing it. She is not aware that she looks completely deformed. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the bar is like dead silent and awkwardly staring at this new girl with the deformed face. They're being as kind as they possibly can in their shock Mm -hmm. and trying to be supportive of her. Yeah. And then Natalie gets a glimpse of her reflection. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Holy shit, what, what? She startles herself and then like (laughs) runs out of the bar and, 
you know, real Josh finds her and he's like, oh, my God, what happened to you? How he even recognizes her is beyond me. You know, I feel like Natalie startling herself with her swollen face is like the same as when you turn your camera on and it's accidentally front facing. And you're like, oh, (laughs) shit. Literally me when I'm like scrolling through TikTok and I accidentally hit the camera button. The angle's down here. So you're like triple chinned up. It's like the worst angle. And like you're like you weren't ready for it. Yeah, totally. Um, It's like Ursula staring back at you. So Natalie tells real Josh, she says, you know, there must have been kiwi in that drink and I'm so allergic. And she's fumbling through her purse trying to find her EpiPen and she just, she passes out face first into the snow. Yeah, well, luckily Josh was there and he takes her to seek medical attention. And, you know, Natalie wakes up. She's been deflated. You know, she asks Josh, she's like, where am I? He's like a hospital. And then she hears dogs barking. Yeah, he took her to a vet, which, listen, he did the best he could under the circumstances. The hospital was too far away. Like, bitch, you were going to die. Okay, so he did the best he could. Yeah. So Natalie tells Josh, I saw the guy you were pretending to be. He's a real person. And Josh is like, yeah, his name is Tag. Him and I were best friends in the eighth grade. Natalie is ready to leave like she's like you know what I embarrassed myself I just want to go home and Josh is like hold on a second hold on a second hear me out he's like what if what if you stayed and pretended to be my girlfriend Mm -hmm. for my family right because he saw how excited his family was he's like they've never been that excited at anything I've ever done that's so heartbreaking he's like he's never seen his family be proud of him and this is the first time his family was proud of him yeah he's like "In, in exchange for doing that I'll hook you up with Tag. Yeah, he's like, I know Tag. I know what he likes. I know what he doesn't like. Like, I will help you get him. Mm-hmm. Natalie agrees. She's like, you know what? Content, baby content. Let's do this. So she's all into this plan. They go back to Josh's house. And Josh lives in the basement of his parents' house. And the next morning, she eats breakfast with Josh's family. And his family is so sweet. Like, they're so cute and and funny. They are. You you know what? Like, she's having a good time. She is because they're so welcoming, you know? Like, I think they just kind of skipped over that whole awkward meeting the boyfriend's family phase. Like, Mm -hmm. they are, they're welcoming that with open arms. They are. And... Josh is like, hey, let's go to the store because his family owns like a sporting goods store. Mm -hmm. And he's like, she's like, why would I do that? That sounds terrible. Yeah. She's like, I hate the outdoors. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you should come because uh, Tag's going to be there. And she's like, say less. Josh takes Natalie to the store that his family owns where they sell like all of Mm -hmm. this like outdoor gear or whatever. He tells her that Tag likes outdoorsy girls. And he's like, you're going to have to change into more comfortable clothes because that's what he likes. And Mm -hmm. he's into rock climbing and he really likes this book. So I suggest you change into these clothes and sit over there and read this book. He hands her the book and it's Thoreau. And I feel like the way she feels about Thoreau is the way I feel about Bronte. And she's like, "Uh, no, this is terrible. Why would I read this? (laughs) And he's like, oh, it's Tag's favorite book. And she's like, I love this book. (laughs) Yeah. So as expected, Tag goes in there to buy some like outdoorsy gear. And Josh brings him over and introduces Tag to Natalie. He's like, hey, this is my cousin from my stepmom's side. You know, she flew in this morning 
just this morning. You've never seen her before. No, 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 no. You've never seen her before. Totally new person. You know, you can tell that Josh is trying to like talk Natalie up to Tag. Natalie pretends to be into climbing. And so Tag is like, oh my gosh, come over to the rock climbing gym tomorrow. And she's like, absolutely. I was going to go there anyway because I love rock climbing. It's like totally my thing. She then tells Josh, um, I don't know how to rock climb. Yeah. So, so he's like, uh, fucking of course you don't. So he actually teaches her. They have a little rock climbing wall in like the recreation center of the sporting goods store. He kind of just gives her tips for overcoming her fear because really she has a fear of heights. And so he's just like, put music in your ear. Don't look down. Just focus Mm -hmm. on your next step. And it works. The music in her head and everything, it really works. And she is able to climb up the whole rock wall. So she impresses Tag by climbing very confidently to the top. But once she's at the top, Josh goes up the wall and sees that she's having a panic attack and he kind of like coaxes her and he helps her come back down. Which is kind of cute. So later that night, Natalie finds a box in Josh's closet, which by the way, you shouldn't be like snooping in someone's closet. Like, there are things you can't unsee. Like, don't Listen, go in I'm there. I'm not lying. I've snooped in every single closet of every single guest room that I've ever stayed in. <laughs> well, if it's in the guest room, they're not trying to hide it. But anyway, there is something that Josh is hiding in his closet. It is a box full of candle making paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah. And he's, she's like, oh, she's like, Grandma June makes candles. And he's like, oh, yeah, Grandma June makes candles. Right. And she's like, why is your name on it? Right. So it turns out Josh has a very secret hobby and passion for candle making. And he kind of explains how, you know, he has a secret dream of having a candle business because he says there's this huge part of the market that's untouched, which is like candles for men. Which he's, where's the lie? Men should enjoy pleasantly smelling candles. But you know what? There's like this bullshit that like, because a candle is pink and it smells like flowers, a man can't enjoy it. That's bullshit. Men should be able to enjoy flowers. Listen, over the last two years, my husband has bought more candles than I have in the past 10. Two of them were like in like glass pumpkin things. Mm. And he's like, they're like decorations and they smell good. One's apple cider, one's pumpkin. That's amazing. And then he brought me another one that's purple and it smells like um kind of like flowers and smoke. And it said, if you got it, haunt it. I love that. You know what? I feel like if men could find a way to enjoy kind of these self-care rituals of like candles and bubble baths, I think we could stop a lot of the violence the men are committing in the world if they just learn to stop and love themselves. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? If men can come to grips with the fact that just because you wash your butt crack doesn't mean you're gay. Yeah. Um. Like, you know what? Like, it's my dudes. It's okay. Like, soap can touch your butthole and it doesn't make you gay. You. Unless you like it. <laughs> <laughs> and just because you're gay doesn't mean there's anything to be ashamed of. And just because you're gay doesn't mean that your naughty bits are clean. Okay. Okay. I see what you, I see what you did there. Yeah. All right. Well. I don't know who's going to cancel us, the Asians or the gays, but someone's coming for us. <laughs> the men in general, the men with dirty assholes. <laughs> Just men with dirty assholes. It's going to be like pitchforks and stank air outside. 
This is a lot of candles. Well, first of all, you're about to be sacrificed. So winter solstice is coming up and I need bones. <laughs> you know, when Natalie sees Josh's little guilty pleasure of making candles, she's actually really encouraging. And she's like, you know, Josh, this is really cool. You should talk to your dad about it because your dad owns a business like he could help you get this business off the ground. Mm -hmm. And Josh is like, no, 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 I can't. Like, I can't tell my dad about this. Yeah, he's like, no, like, I, my dad would freak out if I tried to leave the store and, mm -hmm. you know, like my dad wouldn't take it seriously that I want to sell candles for men. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, like seeing how there are parents that kind of worked really hard to create this family business. And I do think there is like an undue pressure on the kids of like, you don't have other options, like you will be in the family business. Mm -hmm. And so it goes from being this amazing thing to being a burden. Yeah. And imagine having a family business and just having only fuck ups for children to where you're like, oh, which one of these little shits? You know, obviously it's Christmas time and family's getting together. So mm -hmm. Josh's brother comes to town and comes to stay with his family along with his very hot girlfriend. Yeah. And here's the thing. Josh's brother's name is Owen. Mm -hmm. Owen enters the house and screams, the prodigal son has arrived. Yeah, he's super douchey. Um, he is used to be in the center of attention. Like very quickly, we get all the tea. Like we just learned that Owen outshines Josh and needs to be front and center all the time. Mm -hmm. It's really insinuated that Josh has always sort of been held to like have been compared to Owen. Okay, so obviously we do we do not like. Owen, the brother. Okay, we don't like him. He has fuckboy vibes. Well, he not even that. It's just like, it's over the top, cringy, pick me vibes. He just thinks he is, you know, God's gift to the world. He looks like an Asian version of Ryder from Paw Patrol. Oh my gosh, you're so right. He's totally Ryder from Paw Patrol's like doppelganger. A fuck Owen. He's a douche. Yeah, he's horrible. And, you know, so later that night, the family's putting the Christmas tree up together and the brother tries to embarrass Josh, but Natalie stands up for him. I think Natalie can see the dynamic between Josh and his brother. Mm -hmm. And Natalie tells Josh, like, listen, next time your brother tries to steal the spotlight from you, steal it back. Take it back. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure I can't. She's like, you can and you yeah. will. Yeah. The cringe One of the cringiest things about Owen happens next they go christmas caroling josh's family goes out christmas caroling which to me sounds like a nightmare you want me to go outside walk around in the cold and sing for strangers i am not exaggerating when i say i would rather sit naked on a hot grill than have to sit through someone's live musical number the brother is so freaking cringy here he literally is acting like he's on broadway he's so extra about it and then some of the people that they're singing for they're like can you do baby it's cold outside and you know taking the spotlight back from his brother josh goes natalie and i will do it natalie is not into this song she actually hates it this is kind of the the hill she will die on and 
you know what? We might have to pause and look up the lyrics to this song because this song really is atrocious. Like it hits different when you're an adult and you're like making cookies and then you're listening to this song. And it's this very creepy song about this woman that's trying to leave and the man who won't let her. So the song, you know, she's saying about how she should go. And then the man's like, beautiful, what's your hurry? And she's like, my father will be pacing the floor. And he's like, listen to the fireplace. (laughs) And she's like, so really, I'd better scurry. And he's like, beautiful, please don't hurry. And she's like, maybe just half a drink more. And he's like, I'll put some records on while I pour. So she's like, oh, no, no, I I have to go. And he's like, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. Okay, that last part was improvised, but that is the general vibes of the song. Um, And so Josh promises Natalie, he's like, no, 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 you sing your lines, like the woman lines, and I'll change the lyrics. And he does incredible. Yeah, she's like, I really can't stay. And he's like, let me lead the way. (laughs) Yeah, he completely changes the lyrics of the man's perspective to where the context of the song changes. And it almost sounds like a man who's trying to get a woman out the door and she won't leave. Like, it almost sounds like that. Yeah, to where she, you know, like the context of the song when he sings it is that she's like, oh, my God, like, I should really go. And he's like, bye. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you should. And she's like, okay, well, like maybe half a drink more. And he's like, no, really, you can leave. (laughs) He's like, just go. Like you said you wanted to go. Just go. Like there's the door. It's at this point in the date where a man turns his body cam on just to be sure. Like, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You need an alibi now because she's being really crazy. Um, So Natalie is totally surprised by the lyric change and you know, the way Josh is changing the lyrics, it's working. Like, it's hitting Mm -hmm. all the right notes. It's hitting, like, the rhyming. It's really good. And everyone's just in awe that he's coming up with this, like, on the fly. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really good and funny. And it's quite the performance. And when they're done, everyone's so impressed and clapping and like, wow, Josh, that was incredible. And then Owen being (sighs) Owen, he confers with his girlfriend or wife whatever she is real fast owen makes a big announcement that him and chelsea are expecting a baby right so everyone goes crazy the parents the grandma they're like oh my gosh the first grandkid and you could see that josh is just kind of crestfallen that that his brother's stealing the spotlight very intentionally stealing Mm -hmm. the spotlight and so josh just like he does something crazy. He just goes, wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you guys. Can I get everyone's attention, please? Because I also have an announcement. And then he gets down on one knee and proposes to Natalie. And she's like, get get up, get up. And he makes a speech about how he didn't realize he could fall in love so quickly and how he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. And Natalie is mortified. There's a lot of pressure here, right? The family's waiting for Natalie's answer. Mm -hmm. Josh is like, Come on, Natalie. Come on. They're watching you. This is what I hate about public engagements. I think it's unfair pressure to ask such an important question around Mm -hmm. all these strangers that then if you say no, then you're letting everyone down. But Natalie says yes. Yeah. And so, you know, it's happiness all around. I mean, Owen's a little bit pissed, but, 
you know, everyone's happy until they get home and they go downstairs to Josh's, you know, basement layer. And she's like, what the hell was that? She is so pissed. She's like, I like, I can't believe you did that. That was so frustrating. Like now your family thinks we're getting married and they're so excited. I feel terrible. And she's like, what if Tag finds out that I'm engaged to my cousin? And he's like, step cousins. It doesn't matter. It's step cousins. Well, he, you know, Josh is like, listen, it's not a big deal. Like, it's only a couple days. Like, we just have to get through this week. And then we'll just tell my family we broke up. And she's like, oh, and that they're going to hate me. They're going to think I'm like the scum of the earth. He's like, you know what? My family is so used to disappointment from me that they'll totally understand why you left me. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not going to think twice about it, to be honest. Yeah. Which is amazingly sad. The next morning mom is so happy she's like oh look at your guys's engagement picture it's going out on the front page and natalie and josh immediately start panicking the mom put out an engagement announcement in the newspaper so it's supposed to come out the next morning so josh and natalie get up at the crack of dawn and go out and they steal stacks of newspapers from every like corner booth Mm -hmm. every place where newspapers are sold or distributed they steal all of the papers it takes them all morning and that paper boy is out for blood i think there's kind of this adrenaline rush that happens between Mm -hmm. natalie and josh where they're so relieved about having you know gotten all the newspapers and they're talking in the car and josh says you know like i'm really sorry about catfishing you he's like it's just that you know it was just so hard like no girls were showing interest in me when i used my actual pictures and so she says okay well let me see what pictures you were using let me see you know let me see your profile so he shows her you know his original pictures and she's like why are you holding an axe yeah in the first picture he's holding an axe and he's like well i was going for like the rugged you know rugged outdoorsy guy look and it doesn't help that in his other picture he's holding a wrench and then in his last picture he's holding rope and he's like, no, like the wrench is because I'm good at fixing things. Like I was fixing a toilet. So he has reasons for why he has those profile pictures. But Natalie says to him, you know what? Promise me when this is all over that you'll do a real profile picture with like good photos of you. She's like, you have a lot of things you can highlight. Mm-hmm. You know, you have great eyes. You, your teeth are amazingly straight. You should smile more. And she's like, you're a great guy. Like let that shine through in your profile. It's a really cute moment between Natalie and Josh. I almost feel like something shifts for him. Mm -hmm. Having her compliment him and notice him, Mm -hmm. I think for him makes him realize like, oh, I really like her. Mm -hmm. Because you start to see Josh kind of show a bit of jealousy about Natalie's interest in tag. Yeah, it really comes out that evening because... Natalie actually has a date with Tag that evening. Yeah, they're going to a steakhouse. She's a vegetarian. And yet she is kind of open to the idea of eating meat just to impress Tag because his family owns the steakhouse. So it's obvious like he's really into meat. Josh tells her, you know, Tag's a real meat and potato guy. She's like, so I'll eat a potato. She's like, I can make this work. I don't think that's how it works, though, you know? Well, Josh is, because again, I think he's feeling a little jealous. He's like, hey, you're lying to Tag about rock climbing and eating meat. 
he's like, you're doing the same thing to tag that you're getting that you got mad at me for. Josh says, but you know what? There's a difference because I actually didn't lie about my interests or my personality. Yeah. He's like, you know, you didn't like tag. He's like, you liked me. Mm hmm. You know, all like the things we had in common, all the talking like that wasn't tag. That wasn't me pretending to be tag. That was me. And you liked me. Yeah. And she kind of snaps at him and said, well, it was fake. It was a lie. And she walks off. It was like kind of her rejecting Josh at the core, Mm -hmm. basically saying it didn't matter that your personality was great because you're not tag. I think it was really shitty of her. And, you know, she goes out with tag that night and Natalie's uncomfortable because there's yeah. hunting trophies all over the restaurant. And Tag even says, oh, yeah, that one over there. I shot that one. Yeah, this is so not Natalie. I don't think she's having a good time. She's 100% not. After this raw meat date, <laughs> Tag drives her home and she's like, oh, can you actually not pull up in front of the house? Like everyone's sleeping in your car is loud. Yeah, no reason. No reason at all. Non-suspicious reasons. Completely legitimate reasons. Yeah. And so he leans over and kisses her, and you can tell he's kind of into it, but she's like, mm. Yeah, she's not into it at all. The next morning, things are really tense with Josh, because remember, they kind of mm-hmm. got into it right before her date. She starts to apologize for what she said, and then Grandma June comes in the room. Josh's grandma set up this little group of seniors who want help with their dating profiles, And uh, when they get there, all the old folks are like really excited. Mm -hmm. They start making jokes about how they can kind of lie on their profiles to avoid turning people off. Yeah. And it's hilarious because one of the guys is like convalescent in bed. And they're like, his can just say prefers to stay in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And one guy's in a wheelchair. He's like, I could just say I enjoy rolling with my homies. And they're making jokes out of it. And Josh is like, no, stop. Josh makes a a little impromptu speech. And he says, like, Mm -hmm. look, I get it. I get that sometimes you want to hide the parts of yourselves that you're Mm -hmm. embarrassed about. But it's a slippery hill. Yeah. And the old people don't care. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it's fine. No, but he says something that touches Natalie because he says, you have to remember there's a person on the other side of that lie falling in Mm -hmm. love with someone who doesn't exist. And the only way this is going to end is with them disappointed and you heartbroken. And Natalie is listening to this and you could see that she really feels that Josh is sorry for what he did. I think Josh really is sorry for what he did. Yeah. Yeah. So they're leaving, you know, they're walking home and he's like, listen, like this has gone on too long. This has gone far enough. Let's just come clean to my family. You know, let's just tell them the truth and then everything can be over. Right. And as they're talking, grandma just walks off in the wrong direction. So they chase after her. And it turns out she's leading them into the steakhouse where there is a surprise engagement party. This surprise engagement party is It's where things really, really go downhill. Well, remember, the steakhouse is owned by Tag's family. So Tag is Mm -hmm. there and Tag is like, whoa, this is wild. I didn't even know Josh was engaged. And who's the lucky bride to be? And Tag has no idea that it's Natalie. Mm -hmm. And then Tag also introduces his parents to his girlfriend, Natalie. Right. Also, Natalie's boss is there. 
Natalie's boss is there for the tea, okay? Like, he is so excited about this insane situation that Natalie is in. Oh, for sure. Um, He's there for the tea, and he's like, oh, he's like, this is going to be a clusterfuck, and I am ready for it. And so Natalie plays this little game of hopping from group to group to try to keep you know, all of her ducks sort of in a row. Owen and Natalie actually kind of get into it. Yeah, Josh's brother confronts Natalie. He says, I know you were out on a date with Tag. And also, I know that you only came here to write a story because I talked to your boss. This is not all Natalie's fault. You know, like not even a little bit. I mean, a little bit. This is like 40% Natalie's fault. She went there, yes, to write a story, but it was supposed to be a story about how she, like, fell in love. Yeah, and so at this point, you know, the cat's out of the bag. She comes clean about everything. And she explains why she's pretending to be with Josh and, you know, kind of the whole mm-hmm. the whole deal that they cooked up. And her boss is like, ha ha, ha So Natalie, you know, she leaves Josh's house as she should. Like, listen, she left before Josh's mom could beat her ass because, you know, Josh's mom was probably pissed. Josh's mom looks like a Martha Stewart type wife. But um, Martha was in prison before. And I have no (laughs) doubt that Martha knows how to shank a bitch. When Josh gets home, he finds all of his candle making stuff on the kitchen table and he sees a note from Natalie. Yeah, he sees a note from Natalie and, you know, she's encouraging him. Like, tell you, be honest with yourself and your family. Like, tell your dad, you want to make candles. Yeah. You know, like she's encouraging him to, you know, pursue his interest and dreams. The note says, a passion whose flame isn't fanned will burn out. Don't be afraid to be you. And when Josh's dad comes up and he sees all the candles, he picks one up and he goes, wow, this candle actually reminds me of of, uh, grandpa. Like, this is incredible. And Josh admits, like, I made these. Yeah. And, you know, Josh's dad's kind of impressed. He's like, this is one hell of a hobby. Yeah. And Josh is like, "Mm, actually, um, let's take a step back. I want to do this for a living. Yeah, you could tell that Josh is kind of bracing for his dad's reaction and his dad is actually relieved. He's like, you don't want to work at the store anymore? The dad is like, thank God you were terrible at that job. (laughs) Yeah, you were terrible at selling sporting equipment. Yeah. So Josh just faced one of his biggest fears, which I think, you know, it's, it's kind of a very relatable fear of disappointing your parents when in reality your parents just want to see you succeed they want to see you happy they want to see you safe and as in most cases let's not give some people hope who have terrible parents (laughs) right courtney's right let's not give people hope during christmas time i said what i said So Natalie is at the local inn and she is actually at the bar and Mm. her boss is also staying there because it's a small town and there's probably one place to stay. Um, Her boss finds her at the bar and he says, let me ask you a question. When you got here and you realized that you were being catfished, Mm -hmm. why did you stay? Yeah. She can't answer that question. And it's because a little part of her Kind of like Josh. Yeah. Natalie goes to the room she's staying in. Mm -hmm. And she tries to write her article, but she's having a hard time. 
she's really conflicted right now about what happened, her feelings towards Josh, and sort of the way things got left. When she starts finding her groove of what she's going to say, she writes something really interesting where she says that she was so focused on other people and other people being dishonest that she never stopped to ask herself if she was being honest. Yeah, and she wasn't. She was a liar like everybody else. I think she kind of realized that everyone is pretending to be someone else to get people to like them on some level. Isn't that just human nature? We're all like, we're all kind of pretending, you know? Mm -hmm. On the dating app that she uses, you know, it pings and she checks her phone and she sees Josh's profile and it's like real Josh, you know, he has pictures of him smiling. It has his occupation as candle maker. Oh my God, it's so adorable. And he looks really handsome and really cute. And, he does. And obviously she knows him. She knows his personality. He's so sweet. He's so patient. He's really funny. He's really smart. He's so encouraging. And I think in that moment, she realizes like, this is my man. And then she goes and gets her mans. She goes back to Josh's house, knocks on the door, and proceeds to recreate one of the most iconic scenes in Love Actually. It's where one of the characters, one of the male characters, shows up at one of the female characters' house, and he just has these signs. Just He's just going through all these sheets of like poster board. So Natalie is, is standing outside Josh's door with all these pieces of cardboard and messages written on them, you know, the fact that she's recreating his favorite movie, even though it's not her favorite movie, I just love mm -hmm. that this is like a grand romantic gesture from the woman. It is. And, you know, at this point, his family has come outside to see what's going on. Part of what the cardboard pieces that she's holding says is the one of them says, like, I've been looking for the perfect guy my whole life, but there's mm -hmm. perfect and then there's perfect for me. Another one says, most people want someone to read the Sunday paper with. I want someone to steal it with me. The next one says, can you forgive me for taking this long to realize that I could love, comma, actually? And I'm just like, yeah, Natalie, I love you. Like, I'm in love with you. Yeah. And there's a thumbs up and then there's a thumbs down. And she has a big old Sharpie for him to like, you know, circle his answer. And, you know, he comes down the stairs he takes the cardboard and the pen from her. Instead of circling something, he flips it over and writes a message back to her. yippee ki -yay, motherfucker. From Die Hard. It's a line from Die Hard, right? Mm-hmm. They're obviously together and they spend the holidays together. They're a couple. It's just, it's really sweet. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love this for them. I, like I said, I'm not mad at the movie. I'm not mad at it. You can, you know, it's not going to kill your pagan heart to say that you loved a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that happens at Christmas. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what, guys? The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.